morning, everyone. So today's reading is from Luke 10, 25 to 37. I hope you are ready to learn the Word of God. So let's open our Bible in Luke 10, verse 25 to 37. Okay. So verse 25. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him these questions. Teacher, what should I do to inherit the eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your souls, all your strengths, and all your mind, and love your neighbors as yourselves. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. 29, the man wanted to justify his action. He asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by the bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man laying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him. 32. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him laying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised a Samaritan came along. When he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wound with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I'm here. 36. Now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, now, yes, now go and do the same. Now I want you to pay attention in verse 30. It says here, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Now, the old road from Jerusalem down to Jericho was indeed a, dan a dangerous road. The road is curved through rough, bleak, rocky terrain where robbers could easily hide. I want to show you a pictures of this road. This is the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. It's rocky, bleak, rough, rocky terrains, guys. So this journey reminds me our journey in the year of 2020. It is a difficult time for many people. Many of us are wounded this year by coronavirus. Others have been damaged severely because of many business are closing down. You know, they get laid off and some of them they get furlough. And also there are deep trust toward our government. It happens in our local government and also in our federal government. 
I think you read the news what happened in Portland, right? There's a deep, deep, deep distrust toward our government. And also there are many communities in America who suffer because of racism. There's so much tension within our communities, guys. And also maybe some of us are wounded as a result of our own folly and evil decision in the year of 2020. So the journey to Jerusalem down to Jericho, it reminds me this year. And someone sent me these pictures or statement about the year of 2020. Let me show it to you. It says, can we uninstall 2020 and install it again? This version has a virus. You know, some of us is ready to uninstall this year. Some of us declare there's nothing good in this year. But I believe, I believe in the midst of these turmoils, God is working for the goodness of his people. How do I know? Because he says so, guys. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that God causes everything, all these turmoils, the unrest, the deep distrust within the government, what's going on between our communities. God used cost everything to work together for the good of those who love the Lord and call according to the purpose for them, for his, to his purpose for them. So during this COVID-19 pandemic, God wants us to know that he holds your life in his loving hand. Yes, he is. And during this uncertainty, God wants us to know that he's still able to bless us so we can bless others. Yes, he wants you to know. And during this difficult time, God wants us to know that we are, a, we are still a city on a hilltop. Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. You cannot be hidden, guys. No one lights a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We are His instruments. We are the light in the midst of darkness. We are the hope bearers for the hopeless generation. In other words, God wants us to be part of the solution for the year of 2020. And this is the title of my sermon today. Be part of the solution. Be part of the solution. And there are three principles that we need to practice if we want to be part of the solution. Okay? The first principle is have the heavenly standard in our life. So if you want to be part of the solution of this year, if you, if you say, God, use me to bless others. Use me, Lord, to be the light in the darkness. Lord, I'm a city on the hilltop. Use me, Lord. I want to be part of the solution in this turmoil. First, you need to understand the first principles. Have the heavenly standard in our life. 
Let's read again Luke 10, 25 to 29. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him these questions. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? You studied all of your life, right? And the man, the expert in religious law answered, Oh, you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your souls, with all your strengths, and all your mind, and love your neighbors as yourselves. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. And the man wanted to justify his action. He asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? I mean, an expert. An expert in religious law asks, who is my neighbor? I mean, that is not a difficult question. Why does he ask? Right? Who is our neighbor? It says in verse 29, to justify his action. So most experts in religious law, like the Pharisees, the scribes, have particular neighbors. They don't see the tax collectors, the sinners, the Gentiles, the non-Jewish, and the Samaritan people, the half-breed, as their neighbors. No. They have a particular neighbor. You know, by the way, the Samaritan and the Jewish, they hate one another. They dislike one another. So the purpose of his question to Jesus, who is my neighbor, is to lower down the standard of the standard how sorry, the standard of how he loves people. So that's the purpose of his questions. So my, who is my neighbor, Jesus, is to lower down the standard of how he loves people. His questions indicates a desire to limit the circle of his care. Oh yeah, I care for that person. Oh, that one too. He's my neighbor. But not that one though. Especially that group. Who no, I do not hang out with tax collector. They are filthy. Oh, the Samaritan people. Oh man, no, they are my enemies. They are not my friends. Are we not somewhat guilty of the same thing? We limit our concern, our care to a particular group of people. Or we pick and choose. Oh, this, this group is good. Or this group is not too good. We try to lower down the standard of the second greatest commandment in our life. Love your neighbors as yourselves. Who are our neighbors? The Republicans? The Democrats? The people who share the same philosophy? The people who have the same skin color? Let's remind ourselves today that Jesus loves all kind of people. And if we say we are His, we must follow the example of Christ. Even Jesus said in Luke 6, 27, But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Oh, people will make mistakes in your life. 
people will hurt you intentionally or unintentionally but our calling is still the same people to love people so this question who is my neighbor is try to lower down the standard of how he loves people his question indicate that I just want to love this group of people and today God is remind all of us repent from this sin Jesus love all kind of people Jesus love Republicans Jesus love the Democrats Jesus love all skin of skin color of people all kind of all kind of people guys and we can be part of the solution in this year when we have the heavenly standard in our life don't lower down the standard of our Christian's life oh it is difficult here let's compromise no don't do that listen we change our communities by not conforming to the world by by but by becoming more like Jesus let me say it again we change our communities by not conforming to the world but by becoming more like Jesus so don't lower the standard have a heavenly standard in our life love people as is don't be like this expert who knows the Bible who knows the law but trying to make a wall. Nope, I'm gonna love these people only. That one, screw it, man. A lost cause. Don't do that. I believe this year, God challenged all Christians. Let's love people the way He loves people. Loves your enemy, loves your family. Oh yes, people will, people will hurt you intentionally and unintentionally, you know. But our, our calling is still the same. Love people the way Jesus loved them. Amen. So that's the first principles if we want to be part of the solutions in the year of 2020. First, have the heavenly standard in our life. The second principles is have the compassion of the Samaritan man. So the second principle, have compassion of the Samaritan man. Let's read again Luke 10, 30 to 35. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along. When he saw the man laying there, he crossed the other side of the road and passed him by. The temple assistant walked over and looked at him laying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despise. The word despise or dislike, because they don't like one another, right? The despised, the disliked Samaritan came along. When he saw the Jewish man, he, what? he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wound and took him to an inn where he, where, where he took care of him. The next day, he, the next day he handed the, 
The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If, he, if his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Maybe we can think up excuses for the priest and the temple assistant as they ignore the man who's laying there half dead beside the road. Maybe the priest thought, you know what? Perhaps the bandits are still lurking in that area and using the victim as bait. Why take a chance, right? Or maybe the priest thought, hey, this road is a busy road, so somebody else is bound to come along and help the man. I just served the Lord all week at the temple, and I'm super tired. I want to go home. And the priest left it to the temple assistant, and this temple assistant did what the priest did, nothing. Both of these men showed the lack of evidences in their worship. These men were religious men. And maybe, maybe today some of us are like these men. We claim ourselves as Christians, as a follower of Jesus Christ, but we are lacking of proofs or evidences to show that we are Christians. We don't care what is happening to other people. We don't want to carry one another burden. Although the Bible says in Galatians 6 verse 2, share each other burden and in this way obey the law of Christ. In this story, the priest and the temple assistant are the symbol of our ignorance, our lack of empathy or our selfishness. But in the other hand, the Samaritan man is the symbol of compassion toward other people. Because of the victim's need, the Samaritan man chose to be troubled, chose to be disturbed, chose to be inconvenienced on that day. He stopped, soothed the wound, and carried him. His journey took longer than expected. He did not mind. And not only that, because of the victim's need, he chose to spend his resources to help a stranger, or maybe the right word, an enemy. He gave the innkeeper two silver coin and told him, hey, if his bills runs higher than this, I'll pay you next time when I'm here. Wow. And also to help the victims, the Samaritan man choose the way that was not considered safe or wise. I mean, he can be robbed when he tried to help the man, right? It is possible. Or maybe he can think, oh, is it wise to help someone who hates me? Is it wise? But he did it anyway, guys. We can be part of the solutions in this hard year when we have the compassion of the Samaritan man. We need to have compassion to one another. We need to learn to share one another burden. That's why as a church, we are set an example for all of you. Since March, since March, 
we are willing to give our resources to bless you and not only that but to teach you how to bless other people and next week you will receive another blessings all family living in the same household you will receive three hand sanitizers one for you to keep and two of them give it away why because we actually we understand this principle very well we need to have compassion we need to carry one another burden in this trying heart in this hard year we cannot just say nope no my business i'm okay no we need to have compassion like this samaritan man not to only people the group of people that we like but also the group of people that we don't like sometimes we need to show an example how christians live on earth and we set the example and not only that by god's grace this month we are we are able to give more money to people in indonesia because not only that we are because we understand as a church not only we need to care for our local people but we also care about what's going on around the world people as a church for eight years we are faithfully supporting eight kids around the world through compassion we are setting an example because we are blessed to bless other people and by the way all this stuff do i ever ask give me money never we understand the purpose of life as a church we know we exist for this moment of time to set that example to for you and to all people that jesus love is real and we need to carry one another carry one another burden so today i want to ask you we can be part of the solution in 2020 when we have compassion toward one another let's be generous because our god is generous god amen so today we should ask are we following the example of the priest the temple assistant or the example of the samaritan man and i hope today we choose wisely now that's the second principles if you want to be part of the solution part of the answer of this turmoil have the compassion the third principles if we want to be part of the solution in 2020 is have the attitude of go and do it have the attitude of go and do it luke 10 36 to 37 now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits jesus asked the man the expert of in religious law replied the man who showed him mercy then jesus said yes now go and do the same see how wisely jesus turned the tables on the expert of 
the expert in religious law. He was trying to escape his responsibility to love the neighbors. Remember, he asked, who is my neighbor, Jesus? Now Jesus asked him, now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Look how smart Jesus is. You know, the expert in religious law wanted to discuss neighbors in his selfish, considered way, but Jesus made him to see who is the real neighbor that he needs to love. Jesus closed it by saying, go and do it. Yeah. Don't just love your fellow Jewish leaders. Love your enemy, the expert of religious law. Love the Gentile, love the sinners, because I love these people. And same to all of us today. Jesus wants us to see who is our neighbors that we need to love. Race, Chinese, American, black, Indonesian, or political stand, Republican, Democrats, or people who hate you or dislike you, it has nothing to do with our calling to love one another. It's not, it has nothing to do. Black, white, yellow, name it, gray, I don't, I, I mean, it, does, it has nothing to do with our calling to love one another. And we need to go and do it, period. Yeah. I know it's not easy. But there's the calling in our life as a Christian's life. We need to love one another the way Jesus loved us. That's why he says this, love your neighbors as yourself. And how you can love your neighbors? Because you understand that Jesus loves you so much as is. And you want to love your neighbors as is. You know, Jesus never asked you, you know, Falim, I love you if you read more Bible. No. He loves you as is in this condition. And because of this kind of love, it attracts us, makes us more desires to please Him. That's why we read more Bible. That's why we come to church. That's why we give to other people. It's not to please or try to gain more of his heart. No. His heart is full for you. We can be part of the solution in these turmoil years when we have the attitude, go and do it. Don't just talk, but walk the talk. Don't like, nah, 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 nah. All the time. We are so good, you know, to talk about like, oh yeah, we need to love this, we need to love this. Hey, let's put in the, let's, you know what, let's be real. Let's just love our family well. I know it's, it's not easy during this quarantine time. I know during this quarantine time, we fight more often in our family. But can we be real? Can we practice what we learned today? Can we love our family as is? Can we love our fathers as is? Can we love our mother as is? Can we love our children as is? Not like, hey son, I love you. If you're more like that, children, can we love them like the way Jesus loved them? And go and do it. How we can change the world if we don't love our family well? 
go and do it. Don't just talk the talk, walk the talk. Amen. So this is a summary of my preaching. I believe this year is not just a bad year. I mean, it sounds, I mean, like it looks like a bad year. But I do believe in the midst of this, God is working. God is working in my life. God is working in your life. And God is asking you today, Falim, and all of you today, do you want to be part of the solution? So people will be blessed. People will know the name of Jesus, that I can give hope in the midst of hopelessness. I can give healing in the midst of coronavirus. I can provide in the midst of uncertainty when everything is closing down. God wants to use you. God, you are His instrument. And we need to practice these three principles. Number one, have a heavenly standard in our life. Don't lower your standard. Don't compromise your faith. Be more like Jesus in this time around. Don't conforming to the world. Oh, it's difficult years. Let's do something evil. No, don't do that. Stand firm. God will open every closed door in your life. And this church, small church, not big, but God is opening the way for us to bless you and other people. It's beyond me, guys. In the midst of this, me and my wife, we are like, wow, God, you are truly alive in our life. And number two, the second principles, have compassion. Don't be selfish. This life is never about you. We cannot have mentality, me, myself, and I. Oh, it's about me, myself, and I. No. No. Don't be selfish. Jesus declared, deny your selfish life, carry the cross, and follow Jesus. So deny your life. Especially the selfish who, you know, who doesn't care, who doesn't willing to carry one another burden. Let's carry one another burden because God will able to bless you and provide you. And the last one, have an attitude of go and do it. Don't just talk about it. Hey, Christians, many Christians, we are so good to talk about Christianity. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can debate. We can talk about it all night long. Let's do it. And as a church, we show an example to you. We ask you, hey, you can buy a gift card, an Amazon gift card, $20 gift card, and give it away to the grocery people. We, I mean, you can. You don't need to give it away. You don't need to give it to the church. To your, you, don't, you don't need to give the money to the church, guys. You can just spend it and give it to other people. Let's go. I believe as a church, as a Christian, we are exist for this time around. To show his glory that our God is alive and he's good. He's good indeed. Amen. Let me pray for all of you. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for today. Lord, the word of God has been spoken. For this year, rocky year, Father. A trying year, a hard year for many, many people. Some of them, they get laid off, Lord. 
Some of them, they get infected by coronavirus. Some of them, Lord, they are just so stressed, Father, because, you know, there's things going on in this world, Father. But today, I believe, I believe that you are working in our life. Lord, we want to surrender our life. Humble us to come to you as is. Lord, this is who I am. And I want to be part of the solution. I don't want to be part of the problem. Lord, I want to be part of the solutions. Lord, use me well. I'm your, I'm your instrument, Father. I'm your, tools of your, uh, I'm your tools in the loving hand of God, Lord. Lord, use me well. Use me well, Father. Use me well. Help us to love our family well. Help us to love our spouse, our husband, our wife, our children. Help us, Lord, to love our pastors well. We are not perfect. We do our best. We try to do our best. Please pray for us. Lord, pray, Father, for me, Pastor Bernard, and all the leadership team in this place. Lord, we want to pursue you more, Father. We want to be perfect like you, Father. And I know it's a journey. Help us, Lord, to be an example for our people, Father. Help us as a church, Father, to give more so we can bless other people. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. And I surrender every family, every family, Lord, in newborn church, Father, into your loving hand. Let your will be done, Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you. In the name we pray. Amen.